Welcome everyone to this episode of Palmetto Guardian. Today we have several shout outs as well as some historical events um, this week and we'll also have a guest speaker talking about health and wellness. Welcome everyone, I'm Specialist Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. So there's a lot going on this week. Yep, always is. July, July 1st is Military Intelligence Birthday. Happy birthday to the Military Intelligence Group. Yeah, happy birthday. They have a very busy job. Yeah, you don't really hear much about military intelligence. Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> They're secret squirrels. <laughs> They're secret squirrels. <laughs> we don't talk about them. No, we just but know they exist. We know they exist. We know they do good work. So happy birthday to them. Yeah, also this week. Um, was the Battle of Gettysburg. Yep. Uh, Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, it was a turning point for the war. It was also one of the biggest battles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the most losses. Yeah, most losses. Um, I know they do... Uh, uh, I know some like the OCS classes and stuff from here. The PMA classes have visited that that Is side it, yeah that's kind of like their final yeah they, thing they do mm-hmm. they go out there and uh take a look at it and they go over and of course you know there was battle tactics and stuff which there wasn't a whole lot of fights in the northern area of the united states during the civil war um most of them were in the southern states but that was one of the few and it was a obviously it was a big big battle like yeah. you said it was a turning point for the war so it's always good to remember you know I like covering the history stuff on the show because it... Yeah. I mean, I don't really dabble into the history since high school, so... <laughs> and I don't really remember anything from then, so... It's a little refresher course. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's always good to remember the, those type of things in, in our history so that we know where we came from and the, the struggles and, you know, how much we have changed in the United States and progressed and stuff like that, so... Yeah, Absolutely. Also, it's kind of cool that our studio's in the museum, so, I mean, we can go have a history lesson every day if we wanted. That's right. <laughs> We're just, we don't even have to leave the office. No. We just turn around and say, hey, tell us about something cool that happened this week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's good. I like it. Yeah. It's good stuff. History is always good to learn about. Yep. Especially being in the military because there's yeah. so much history. Oh, yeah, huge heritage for us with in, in the history and things like that. I mean. We've we've been here since the beginning. Yeah, you know, sixteen seventy ish. Well, at least for South Carolina yeah. National Guard. Um, but also brings us to you know another huge historical moment this coming up this week, which is Fourth of July. Yep. Um, our Independence Day, nice. as it were, um, and we we celebrate it. You know, full American style fireworks, barbecues, and red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue, and the whole nine yards. Um, so yeah, and, and big day. Obviously, I mean, it started the establishment of the United States. We declared our independence and all the signatures. Yeah, yeah you want to know what's funny that I didn't really know until I uh, did a little research yeah. well, is that uh, John Hancock. He was actually the only one to sign the Declaration of Independence on the Fourth. Well, how about that? So, obviously, his was the only signature. It mattered at the time. Yeah, and then everybody else, I guess, after the fourth. Signed. Signed. Huh, I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, make sure you're out there celebrating our independence and uh, 
family, food, all that kind of stuff. If sitting at home in the AC and <laughs> not outside melting and not being bothered is your idea of a perfect July 4th. <laughs> I sympathize. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to do. And um, what's also funny, the fact that like, you know how there's always every day there's a national something and it's yeah. kind of weird stuff. But also on the 4th is National Barbecue Day, which I mean, obviously makes sense because it's the 4th of July. That's so right. everybody's out barbecuing. Yeah, we're doing brisket. That sounds good. Yeah, we switched it up this year. Um, but yeah, we're doing brisket. I'm not doing brisket. My stepdad's doing <laughs> brisket. You're just going to show up and taste test. I'm just, I'm just there to sample and see if it's adequate food or not. <laughs> um, my stepdad will be cooking uh, brisket and stuff that day. Uh, might try to go hit the lake, I don't know, earlier that day. Um, the lakes around here tend to get a little busy yeah. on July 4th. And it's 4th. been hot too, so. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people yeah. roaming around. But might go do that and eat a little brisket that afternoon. You know, pop off some fireworks and call it a day. Call it a day. I mean, I would like to just sit at home. <laughs> In well, the that's hard. If you if you didn't have a family, you could do that. But since you have a family, you have to kind of see. That begs the question: Do they really need me to be there? I mean, they want you to be there. I know. You're part but, of the family. But do they need me? Is the thing. But anyway, no, nah, we'll go do it. I always have fun <laughs> with them. I goof off them. You know about that with my family and stuff yeah. but yeah we're we're gonna go and extended family might wind up being there some of our friends you know uh in-laws or whatever they'll be there and it'll be a shindig yeah it'll be a shindig definitely everybody that's out though make sure you're staying safe because i mean there's going to be hot people are going to be eating and drinking and be on the water shooting fireworks so definitely safety all around and just watch what you're doing i feel like the holidays people kind of let their guard down because they're trying to have fun and they're not thinking about all the small stuff and the small stuff could be something that bites you in the butt later on oh yeah super quick it won't take long either you'll you'll know when you've messed up yeah uh, when too, it's too late and too much lighter fluid on the charcoal mm -hmm. maybe you shouldn't have tied that many ball rockets together <laughs> uh, Roman candle bazookas are not the best idea, generally speaking. Things like that you just want to stay away from. Um, you always, nothing ruins a holiday faster. No, definitely. Than a trip to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. My wife saying is, I'm off today. I'm not going to the hospital. <laughs> uh -oh. I'm sure that she's excited because it's probably going to be busy regardless because, I mean, that's when stuff happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my wife works obviously mentioned the hospital she works in a hospital and that's actually where we met because that's where our, uh, my career started was in the hospital systems and stuff and boy you'd, you'd dodge holidays mm -hmm. like, please don't make me work oh lord <laughs> you know and, and and it's never it's never busy especially if you work night shift it's never busy to start the shift but by the end of it oh, like middle? about two o'clock in the morning yeah everything bust loose man mm -hmm. um and so, yeah, don't don't make your hospital employees work harder than they <laughs> should have to on holidays, i.e. be safe. Yeah. Um, and we all know the right things to do. Like I said, we just kind of drop our guard a little bit because we're around family and goofing off and having fun and whatever else. And you should have fun, but it's be not, safe. yeah, it's not worth, it's not worth a trip to the emergency room. Yeah. So today is also an exciting day because we're going to have somebody from 
service member family care come in and talk about health and wellness and um, probably a little bit about the new PT test which I know people are still having their little concerns here and there about so hopefully we'll have a, a, a good discussion about things to look forward to and um, tips, tricks, things about the program that are beneficial and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah and I mean health and wellness is a part of all of our lives yeah. um, and fitness, obviously a big deal with the military and, and stuff. And then, like you said, they, the ACFT's got people spooked a little bit. And I'm not going to lie when they first, because when I joined originally and eight years ago in basic, they had us do a mock of what they were talking about then, which is completely different than it is now. But I'm like, are they really going to try to implement this? And then eight years later, when they brought up the ACFT, I'm like, nah, they're not going to do anything because Eight years ago, they were talking about it, and they still haven't done anything. But now that it's coming full force, it is a little scary. But yeah, I think, I think it's just a stigma. And yeah, and and hopefully change that kind of stuff. And hopefully, uh, our, our visitor from Health and Wellness will be able to shed some light on it. And that, as always with things like this, it's it's in a trial phase, and it'll it'll change, it'll get adjusted, it'll get tweaked. So um, hopefully, he'll he'll have some good information for us on on the ACFT today. So today we have Daryl Hammond, the health and wellness lead coach for service member family care. Could you explain a little bit about what the program is? Certainly. I'm glad you had, had a chance to talk today. So the mission for us is to, uh, to posture, promote, and provide regionally accessible health and wellness programs to reduce the number of flag service members and provide opportunities to improve the health and wellness of all service members. Now, that's, that's a big picture of what we actually do, and that, that the focus of this event is for us to reach out to those that are struggling with the APFT and their height and weight programs and help, help them find programs or process to come to get to bring them off the flag list. So the program's been around, but how is it different now than it was before? So it has been around for quite a while. We have, there's some very similar process as, as always has been. First of all, we have seven health and wellness coaches across the state, one in each of our regional congressional districts. You know, there's, there's Orangeburg, there's Columbia, there's Charleston, Sumter, um, uh, Anderson, uh, Rock Hill, Florence, and Clemson. And so we have a coach at each one of those stops. We're, uh, we're very flexible. We meet service members at the location. Wherever they are, we can go to wherever they are. We have, there's no cost associated with the program. The idea is to help them maintain a physical presence. And we also help their family members. So it doesn't just have to be someone who's in the guard. Uh, we help their family members. We also help retirees or veterans. It doesn't matter, any branch of service. They can, they can reach out to us for assistance. Uh, we're, and we're not nutritionists, but we also help with uh, health and wellness along the way. So if someone has some recommendations or questions about what they can do to reduce their, their intake, we can help with that as well. Now, how does somebody become a part of this program? So glad to ask that. It's fairly easy to get in touch with one of us. Uh, each, again, each region has a, has a coach associated with it, so you can reach out to their, their company commander, battery commander, first sergeant, just to have a representation, or they can go to the one of the one-stop shops along the way, or they can reach out to me at, uh, at, my, at my phone number as uh, 803-200-1773, and I'll connect them with uh, someone in their area. Now, is this information located on the South Carolina's uh... the skip page? Well, not the skip page, but the SC website. Website also. Um, like, is it a part of the service member family care Facebook? That's a that's a good question. I think I, the information the, the I'm not going to say yes on that. Okay. I know that it's <laughs> yes, so, yeah, yeah, it is, uh, and I can answer that. One but because, I don't. I'm not I, sure I if run, it's current though. Uh, 
the yes, the, the the stuff the the stuff is Colonel, and I can answer that because I run I run the website okay. as long, along with doing oh, this. Very so good. whenever okay. y'all change and move around or whatever new people come in, uh, y'all's social media person and uh, uh, Mrs. Provado gives me a call and we make sure we <laughs> oh, get everything good. updated. Okay. So yeah, nice. you can find the information on the SCGuard.com stuff as well as for soldiers at work full-time or whatever or people who have access to the skip page the information is obviously right. there and then, and then you all social media platforms so now go. um with something like this i mean health and wellness big deal for all soldiers and all people really you know mm -hmm. to help improve but to do this and do it well you got to have uh, passion for for this type of thing for being you know physically fit and, and being uh, healthy as far as it goes now I, I knew you before you, you took over this job. I remember, and you're you're involved in a lot of like physical activities and stuff. And you do a lot of walks for charities and things like that. So you obviously have a passion for this this type of stuff. Um, I mean, how do you feel when you're you're working in this realm and you're working with the soldiers and the family members? I, it's it's a blessing, it really, and it's I feel so so blessed to be able to have an opportunity to to get paid to do something I really like, enjoy doing. It's it's not that I've I don't try to work out six or eight hours a day, but I like being physically fit. And to so have an opportunity to work with other service members, whether or not they're fit or unfit, doesn't matter to me. That they have a desire or a need or an urgency to go out and work out is, is, is a great place for me to be. And I think the other coaches have the same feeling about what they do. And several of the coaches have exercise science degrees or backgrounds along the way. There are certifications along with, uh, with health and wellness or fitness or with exercise science. And so, uh, and, you, and you, I, talk, I sit around these other, these other coaches out there and they're just so ingrained in the process. They have this huge desire to take that one, that one person with that one problem and be willing to work with them to the very end to find out what the resources are that are available for them. Uh, they're, they're very passionate about what they do. It's a great place to be. Everybody has the same idea. And we, we share, and since the National Guard is spread across the state, someone may drill in Anderson but live in Columbia. Mm -hmm. So I may, I may work with a person who in Columbia, but because they're drilling in, Spart in, in, in Anderson, there's a connection between me and the health coach up there, so and it's, so they can reach out to us in any way, any way they need to. But it's uh, it's, it's it's been great to be here. This is uh, it's a, it's a passion of mine, and uh, I think I share it with other coaches on, on around the state. Um, with health and wellness, especially for some of the older soldiers and see, even some of the younger soldiers, you know, we we get banged up, we're bruised up, we have stuff, and um, sometimes our fitness falls off due to that and it can be kind of scary trying to get back into getting physically fit um, for folks like that that you know maybe not where they used to be they were physically fit you know 300 PT store type person they, they get you know banged up a little bit and they they're through a recovery phase of things um, as, as, as you also help and, and I guess you know, provide assistance to those soldiers, also a program to kind of get them back on track? That's correct. And one of the things we try to emphasize to soldiers out there is typically you don't go from passing the APFT or passing the height and weight process to failing it overnight. You don't get from failing it to passing it overnight. So it takes time and consistency along the way. Uh, we don't believe in the process in which you're going to, you don't have to work out five hours a day or run five miles a day to be physically fit. But you've got to find a way to do something, and we're trying to find a way to fill that need. You know, they, they can tell us what they what they can do, and then what they will do. And when they tell us what they will do, we can build a program based on what that is. We prefer they work out three or four days a week, 
30 plus minutes a day. That's kind of a baseline process. So anybody in that, in that realm can, you can improve because you don't, you know, passing the APFT isn't hard, but you've got to be consistent along the way. And if you do nothing, you'll get nothing. So you've got to do something. We try to emphasize that along the way that it takes time and consistency. And if you get on a program along the way and you miss a day or two, it's okay. Take that as a reward for the stuff you've done before that. But get back on the horse and get back in the fight because you know, somewhere along the way you raised your right hand and said that you were going to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And you had something in your heart said you want to wear this uniform. So now what are you going to do inside of that? Part of that process is being physically fit. Nobody said that you've got to do 27 push-ups to be able to be a warrior. But there's an understanding that you've got to have some level of fitness along the way to meet the, meet the, the criteria for being a soldier. So you said you wanted to be one, so we can help you be a part of that process. So reach out to us. Call us. We can help. Now, since you've been a part of the program, um, have you seen a drastic change with the soldiers that have come to you for help? as far as pass, getting to passing or just keeping a consistent level of physical fitness? Uh, there has been some, some, I think the level of passing is starting to increase. It's a, it's a matter of just reaching out to soldiers and having, letting them know what the program is all about and how to get there. Uh, because there's an influx, you know, we take, if we take a look at the big picture stuff about how many numbers or the percentage of the state that, that's, that's failing the, the APFT or the ABCP, uh, we can adjust those numbers as they come into the guard, as, as they're, I'm sorry, as they're in the guard. But ones that join the guard come out of basic training, it may be a year before they take their first P PT test, and they leave AT, I mean AIT, and spend six or eight months doing well nothing, <laughs> and then they go to their first PT test and they fail it. So now that number ties back into our overall number. So big picture is numbers haven't moved very much in the last several years. But I think if you start looking down at the details along the way, we're doing a better job of getting those that are struggling, that have been in uniform for four, five, or six years, to get them to be able to pass both those tests. Now, um, obviously, we've, all, we've been saying soldiers because, you know, all of us here are Army. But well, we that's, a, that's an excellent point, and I'm, glad, <laughs> and I'm glad you're going down this rabbit hole. Thank yeah. you very but, much. But that's, we also do yes. help the airmen in the, in the South Carolina. Yes, that's we do. I, and I... <laughs> Uh, guilty, no, guilty. Yeah, I, yes, yeah, right. got it. I mean, so, we, we're all wearing yes, army uniforms in here. That is correct. We do. We also assist the Air Guard and the retirees and veterans <laughs> from the Air Guard as well. Right. So that is a part of our process yeah. as well. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. all we all need help. We all need help. Remember that the Air Guard is part of the process. <laughs> That's, part right. Of the That's right. Yeah. So, um, but uh, now uh, I've been a part of the fitness programs um, before. I, I've between injuries and, and some obviously some uh, height and weight issues that I've had over over my career, um, but I tell you what the the health and wellness group that we have here with Service Member Family Care has probably been one of the best programs I've ever been a part of. Um, and another part that people forget about when you start talking about health and wellness is sometimes when you're uh, talking about people that have these problems with passing APFTs or height and weights. There's a mental part that goes along with it, especially if they were somebody who used to be an athlete or something like that before, and all of a sudden they get to the point where they can't. Um, and there's a lot of stress uh, sometimes from inside the military, you know, because you, you, your first sergeants and stuff see you that one weekend, and they walk in, they want to know, walk through the door, you pass weight, yeah, you're ready to do, you know, this and that and whatever else, and they only see us those two days out of the month. Right. But with the health and wellness folks down here, they were able, they're there the other 28 days, but they also help, y'all help with the, the mental capacity of it too, you know, growing, 
And how much does that play a, a part? Getting people, I guess, mentally set to get into doing fitness again. Yeah, that's that's a great question and a great great point to mention because I think you're right. Some you know, as as you start to age, you start to try to change what you're willing to do and what you can do. And I've, I've seen that because you know, I've I've been doing this for a long time, and and I can't do the stuff that I used to do. I still want to, but I, I've I've come to the understanding that I just can't do what I used to do. I don't like it very much, <laughs> but I got it. It's one of those things. Right. And I think you'll see that across the board with the coaches we have. They have an understanding that as you, as your physiology changes, you can't do the same thing. You, some, sometimes it gets better because they, they, they start talking with a soldier or an airman at, at 20 or 22 years old, and that's when that peak starts to climb. You know, that, those late 20s is the most fit you're probably going to be. Not when you're 18, but when you start learning how to be fit and then being fit at the same time, those things start to come together. And so, but then you get into those early 30s and things start to kind of drop off again. But I think because the coaches we have and the support we get from, from behavioral health as well is one of those things where you can, you can have a conversation with someone about uh, finding methods that are out there, metrics you can take a look at and stop, and stop trying to be somebody else. Just talk about being you, what fits to be you. So I think it's been very beneficial for us to have those, those relationships along the way. That's good. That's good. Um, now, I guess part of the fitness world, and, and it's, it's got some people stressed out a little bit, the idea of it, and it's been kind of back and forth, and everybody's kind of waiting to see when and how it's going to be implemented is the, the ACFD that's supposed to be coming down the line, I guess the new Army combat fitness test. Now, what involvement do y'all have in that? Are y'all helping prep anything up for that? A lot. And so the Army Combat Fitness Test is coming, and it's like a freight train, and we're not going to stop it. Now, how it looks when it gets here is yet to be determined. We have some parameters we have currently falling underneath. And so one October of next year is when we're going to do our first year of, of testing on the ACFT. So it's, it's uh, and the word escapes me right now, but what it means the first year, it's not, it's not a graded test. It's going to be the... A diagnostic. Thank you very much. A diagnostic, <laughs> a diagnostic event. So... Yeah. so what that means is when it gets here, it's gonna, it's, it, it, but it's going to be for real. And so I look at the ACFT as not being hard, but it's different. Mm-hmm. You haven't done the things along the way you're going to do. You're going to start by doing a, a warm-up process as a group, and then you're going to pull in and do this deadlift. And not many people do deadlifts as a regular feature of their daily activities. And that's one of those things, the first event is going to be one of those things, if you don't have that right posture, you don't squat right, you don't lift right, it could, be, it could cause injury. So... The best way to prepare for that event next one October is to start a month ago learning how to do deadlifts properly. You don't have to do it with the bars we have, but you can do it with, with kettlebells. You can do it with dumbbells at your house. Just just doing the, the exercise itself, just doing a nice squat, finding one of the coaches that are available. If, we, if we're not available, if you've got a friend who manages the gym or something, go talk to them about the posture you're supposed to have when you do a deadlift. And then we're going to do the hand-release push-ups. They're not hard, but they're different. If you think you can, if you can do 40 push-ups just by doing 40 push-ups, you probably can't do 40 hand-release push-ups. I don't know what it is physiologically about that event, but stopping, releasing, and restarting changes how much strength you have in your shoulders and your biceps. So again, the practice part is need to start now because it's, again, it's just different. And how many times have you gone in the backyard and grabbed a 10-pound brick and just threw it over your head for fun? <laughs> you don't. Right. It's a part, but now it's a part of the ACFT. you got to right. throw a 10-pound ball over your head. Right. And it's not so much that it's, it's a hard thing, but it's a technique thing. And you can start going in the backyard with a basketball. Just try to get the release point right. Just so when you, when you release it, it's going to go that way and not you know, straight up over your head. Right. So, again, it's one of those things that's different. And this, this, this drag and carry piece, so the next thing is you're going to have to drag – You've got to do a 50-meter run, then you've got to drag 
90 pounds, 50 meters. And that's what we normally do. Right. And so you got to find a way to start tracking that, to, to exercise that, to practice that. And then you got to carry two 40-pound kettlebells, 50 meters. Then you got to do a a, um, a side move mm-hmm. for 50 meters. Yeah. And so it's just something you don't normally do. And then you finish with this knee tuck. And the knee tuck isn't a pull-up and a knee tuck. Yeah. You just have to flex your arms and bring your knees to your elbows. Yeah. You know, sometimes, some, some men must have to do it once. Some men must have to do it three times. Again, it's not a hard thing. It's a different thing. And the thing about this event is that you, you spend about three to four minutes. You're in a group of four people. When those first four people, and that last person finishes, and two minutes later, you're doing the next exercise. When they finish, two minutes later, do the next exercise. And so it's very, it's very fluid. Mm-hmm. You know, you used to do the push-ups. It'd be a 15, 20-minute break, mm-hmm. do the sit-ups. 15, 20-minute break, then do the run. Not the case anymore. It's very fluid. And when you finish those knee tucks, I think it's 10 minutes. Then you go do the two-mile run. And it's all on this new grading scale, so make it maxing the PT at this ACFT is going to be very difficult. But if you're here locally and you want to come try the, all these events, the G3 sets up the ACFT every Wednesday morning at the Armory across the street. Just just come across there to eight to the Armory at about seven o'clock. It's all set up. You can, you can there's plenty of coaches there. There are plenty of people there have done it for for the past six or eight months. They understand techniques. They understand the process. We can walk you through that so you can see how the event takes place. And it's very important that you start learning these things. Uh, the Army has purchased uh, thousands of sets of this equipment. And, and it, the G3 tells me we're going to have it delivered to the National Guard units between October and January of this year. They'll start arriving and receiving all their equipment. Uh, and then, the, of course, the MSCs and brigades will break it out and give it to battalions and company level. It kind of depends on where they are and how we work this thing out. So you should, you should start seeing those arriving your units in the next six or eight months. Then you've got a chance to start working on them there at their units. Uh, but, again, the ACFT is its scary. It's awful. It's, oh, my gosh, it's a change. What are we going to do? Well, you got to do it. <laughs> now, they've allowed some flexibility with the two-mile run. Now you can swim or bike or row as a part of the uh, other pieces of that. But I haven't seen anything else for transitions where they're going to allow some – if you've got a profile, if you can't do push-ups, if you can't – if you can't – your shoulder damage and you can't do uh, deadlift. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, but well, the Army's working on those things, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. I think that's what it is, is there's still a lot of work in progress yes. with it. There's a lot of unknowns that are scaring people, but if they would just come and talk to you guys and get a feel for it and not and not be afraid of it and learn what they need to do to prepare for it, they have all the time in the world, really, to start. I mean, I'm not going to lie, when it, they were first talking about it, I was nervous because I don't do stuff. I mean, I exercise, but I don't do exercises that would help me do those You're not throwing events. a whole lot of balls? No, I mean, I'm not throwing medicine <laughs> balls over my head. I'm not pulling sleds. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a daily thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's just an intimidation, but if people would just reach out to your program, it would be beneficial and help them understand really what is coming Yeah. and um, to prepare for it. Well, I didn't know they set up the... I didn't either, because before, beforehand... Yeah, that's the first I ever heard yeah, of before, that's good. Yeah, beforehand, I know that... Um, the wellness program, they would do Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, whether it was McCready or here in the morning or afternoon, I know they would do, um, fitness because I used, I was a part of the program and I did that. And it was awesome because you can go to the gym and you can lift weights and you can do cardio, but to do stuff that they were having us do, like walking with kettlebells and and putting stuff on your shoulders and you're like, why am I doing this? But you (laughs) don't realize what it's actually doing for you. And so 
that's why I like being a part of the program. And then it, I went to school, kind of went away with it. So now... It sounds I, like you need to get back in. I know. I guess on Wednesdays <laughs> I need to go to the armory. <laughs> and the local, at the, the uh, PT program is coming back here. And next month or so we'll have it regenerated. So you can start doing that again. Whether or not it's going, anyway, and now since the... The cage, you know where the cage is? Over yeah, by, that's over where, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the museum is moving their stuff out of the back side of the cage. So now the that cage is, is going to be open for every, for, we're going to have a, a bigger profile back there for fitness stuff. Now, is that um, going to be like a morning afternoon thing? It is. For Mondays, we've, Wednesdays. We've got Friday. to figure out how we're going to manage that. Yeah. But, uh, yes, yeah, coming back. Awesome. Well, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah I'm excited good. for that. Yeah. So the thing on Wednesdays, it's the only location is at the Bluff Road Armory. Correct. And it's in the mornings, and yep. they just run through all the different you just, exercises. That when you, if you get there at seven fifteen, it'll be you. You just just let let us know that it's your first time there. Okay. And there's only about ten or fifteen people that show up anyway. We'll we'll know who you are. Uh, we'll walk you through the process. We'll because it's it's we don't. They don't do it like the ACFT mm -hmm. test. Right. The, the things are there minus the 10-pound uh, ball throw. The, the events are out. The things are there. Yeah. And so we just show you how to do each event. And then you, you run through them as fast or as slow as you want to, as often, as many times as you want to. Most of the time, we go through it about three times, three or four times for, for a Wednesday morning yeah. as on a personal issue. But you get there. You kind of figure out how things work. Maybe the first day you do it, you just run. You get you figure it out. Yeah. And then the second, the second week, come back, you can do it twice, and the third week, three times. So you kind of build into the process. Mm -hmm. well, it's good practice. It's yeah, very good practice. good practice. And lots of guys there understand the process and how the technique and the process. And there's a big panel of ball the thing on the wall that's got the all the exercises broken down for you. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I mean, sounds like a good place to be if you're worried about yeah. the ACFT <laughs> coming or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, it's coming. What it may be when it gets here. You know, like I said, still a work in progress. They're they're tweaking numbers right. and things like that. So, but it obviously are a good point of contact for that information. So yes, that's, that's good to know. So, when people come to you guys for uh, advice or for the ACFT specifically, is there certain exercises, uh, stretches, anything like that that tips to help with these different events, or is it basically just doing the events, like just Doing the deadlift, doing the kettlebell carry, and mm -hmm. the sled. Like, or are there other exercises that can help you? There are, and uh, army.mil/acft breaks out the the ACFT itself, and then when you look at the exercise, the event underneath that, it's got a list of exercises you can do to prepare for that event. Okay. Uh, and most of the coaches have been through, and they've given a, a a trial run or a testing at their units for the ACFT. They brought equipment up there. They've done the process to kind of walk through to see what's engaged in it. So most of the soldiers have seen something of the ACFT, mm -hmm. uh, which has been beneficial. But the Army.mil slash ACFT is a good place to go to get to see the exercise itself and understand what the requirements are. And then it breaks down about six or eight exercises per event you can do to prepare for that event. That's good information. Yeah, yeah. it is. So, yeah, this has been a very informative All right. conversation. It was very informative. <laughs> That's very good. There's a lot of stuff to go check out now, way more stuff than I thought there was going to yeah. be. So... Um, I guess from here, where 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 y'all trying to take? It? I mean, I I know y'all have you know big goals. Um, right. Where where are you trying to head from here with all the health and wellness? Well, I think for us, it's it's, it's leadership alone. That's that's the key thing to getting this this process started. You know, you've got someone in your unit who's struggling for the APFT or ABC, whatever it is. Uh, having a positive attitude for getting them the assistance they need, letting them know about us, we're out there to help with that process. And if they don't want to use us, that's fine. But let them know that it's not, you know, again, you didn't fail overnight. You won't pass overnight, so be very positive about that. 
And then and understanding as leadership, you know, we talk about reaching out for help along the way, and leaders should be doing that at their level. So that should be a part of what the example they set for their soldiers and airmen. You know, look, ask for help. We're here to help you. What can we do to help that be that process? You know, positive attitudes. It's okay to miss a workout. You know, 30 minutes a day. There's lots of stuff you can do. Uh, you know, it's their career that's in their hands, what they decide to do. And decisions equal outcome. And so they can do what they want to do. They can do what they need to do. They, they know they have to be able to pass the APFT and the ACBP. They have to. And so what can we do? Because if, if they're flagged, they don't go to school, they don't get promoted, they don't get their bonuses, they don't get GI Bill stuff. It affects their income as well. So getting to the process of not thinking about having to go, oh, i got to go work out again, but talk make that part of that payment process. You know, they're, they're sort of paying me to do this. So let me go do that, and, and just having a positive attitude really helps that process. Well, I mean, I guess that sort of boils down to a lot of times. It's just, you know, yeah. getting right in your head and yeah. saying, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and if they want the coaches to come out, we'll meet them at a park. We'll meet them at the gym. We'll meet them at the armory. Wherever, wherever they want to go, we can meet them there. If they want to work out individually, got it. If they And, you know, talking about a, a group of people to getting together, if you can convince someone inside your, your unit, four or five people to get together to meet on Tuesday mornings with the coach at the armory, they're there. And that also breeds accountability because if Billy doesn't show up, they're going to talk about Billy because he's not here. And, and that's okay. Right, you right. know, Because it, it breeds a little process of how to help people. And then if you can get four or five people to do this process and then start bringing in the ones that are struggling to be a part of that and make it so that it's encouraging along the way. It's not about everybody having to do the same exercise or same event or same amount of times. It's about starting the process and be able to do as much as you can, as good as you can. And I think that, that allows you to, do, to grow as a person as well. And if you can't go, if you, again, if you live in Anderson and drill in Columbia, when you get to Anderson, you'll go up there and have somebody else up there from other groups. Reach out to them. There's lots of places to go. Call the coach. He can tell you when his, when his PT cells are being generated, when they're going to have workouts. So it's lots of opportunity out there. Well, there you go. If you got health or wellness issues, <laughs> get in touch with Daryl Hammond over at Service Member Family Care. You get them straight. Yeah. 803-200-1773. All right. Well, we appreciate <laughs> yeah, you coming by today. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. So it was exciting to have Daryl come in today and talk about health and wellness. Yeah. Try uh, to clear some stuff up for us. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, obviously they have a lot of resources and stuff for that, for people to use over there, not just uh, airmen and, and soldiers, but also family members can get involved with it. And that always helps. You know, if you're, if you're a military member and you're, you're struggling with – you know, PT and stuff like that, getting your family involved and making a family thing sometimes can, can make it a little bit easier. Um, obviously, he has some insight on the, on the ACFT, mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds like there'll be a good resource for that as that comes down. Uh, the fact that they have the uh, mock one or, or the event set up, over, at least at the Bluff Road Armory yeah. for right now. Now, once maybe more equipment comes available, they can do it in other areas also. But it's nice to know that that's there at least you can go see it, yeah. you know, and, and that'll kind of help ease, ease some people. Um, and like you said, you know, it, it's coming. Um, it, it's not this hard. It's just different, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, practice and, and, and getting the, the knowledge and the resources for it will, will make it better. It'll and make it better. even if you're not struggling with PT or you might be a, a PT stud or whatever the case may be, it's still good to be a part of the program because – you do a lot of training that you're not going to do when you're at the gym. I mean, like I was saying earlier, I can go to the gym every day and lift weights and get on the machines and stuff like that, but the training that they do is different, and it prepares you differently. 
and um, and also the camaraderie. Like I mean, people from your units or like people here that we work with at the Tag Building or Bluff Road. It's good to get out and um, see them, and they motivate you and they encourage you and they check in on you. So I mean, it's definitely a good program for anybody um, to check out. I also like the fact that he said that um, you can go on the Army dot mill website and check out exercises to help because honestly since they've been talking about it i've kind of been thinking like what are things that i can do at the gym because i can't always be at the bluff road armory and for regular m-day soldiers or even technicians in agr like even on our pt days we don't always get to do pt because something comes up you have a meeting you have to go somewhere else you're out of town i mean whatever the case may be so knowing that there are other exercises that i can do and practice helps because I don't have to I don't have to worry about oh I need to go do deadlifts every day at the gym well no you can do x y and z also to help you do the same thing so I think that's definitely beneficial and I'm going to check it out I think everybody else should just to see what they're what's out there yeah for sure you definitely want to take the time to to look into whatever resource you can mm-hmm. um whether you're struggling, whether you're not struggling, whether it's to deal with the ACFT or if it's just wanting to be more physically fit or, you know, healthier in your, your food choices and stuff. Like I said, they're not dietitians, but they can help, you know, kind of guide you in a, in a certain direction as far as that stuff goes. So, I mean, it's free. I mean, you look at it this way. If you, you had a personal trainer at a gym, you'd, you'd, pay, a, you'd pay a chunk of money for it, you know? Definitely. <laughs> and so, and especially with the cage reopening uh, here at the Bluff Road Armory and, uh, and things like that, then, you know, it gives you a good place to go work out with like-minded people mm-hmm. that are trying to reach the same goals. Uh, it's just it's a good situation all the way around. No reason not to take advantage of it. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll be, uh, I think we need to, they might need to promote it more in a sense because, I mean, they've shifted the program so many different ways over the last couple years, and it was this at one point, and then it was this, and now it's this. So hopefully once they get everything in place and trying to figure out all the uh, stuff with the new PT tests and everything that they can get more people coming in and trying out the program and seeing where it goes from there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very possible. I think it's very possible. It shouldn't be um... – I mean, this is going to help. The podcast is going to help get the word out. Yeah. It's going to help get the word out. Still working on those those views. We're just shy. <laughs> just shy. If that you're one. listening, we need you to subscribe. Yeah. Just subscribe. Yeah. And Turn if you're on, the bell. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, just like everybody else says, take time to hit the like button, subscribe, and push the notification button so you can get up-to-date content from yeah. us. And it doesn't have to be YouTube. I mean... We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Yeah. Um, Divids. Divids. I don't know how to check all the ratings and stuff on those, but. I don't either. Um, we'll have to look into that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we're, we're out there in several places, so, you know, check us out. Usually whenever something, whenever a new one comes out, there's usually a quick post on Facebook to let you, with the link, to send you over. And, you know, not just for the podcast being, you know, especially on YouTube. Uh, we put out a lot of our stuff there, um, tag messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put out unit some of the videos. S- unit videos. We put out safety information. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put out some of our big events like Change of Command, obviously, uh, Best Warrior Competition stuff, uh, our remembrance videos, uh, spouse appreciation, and things like that. So we actually do have a fair amount of videos already on YouTube over the past 
several years. Um, even some of the exercises our folks have been on outside of the United States, inside the United States, the the disc emissions of the different hurricanes and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, if you want to kind of know what we do, it's not a bad place to start and check out some of the videos. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you're listening or if you're on YouTube, you know, take, and by all means, leave us comments. Yes. Um, We've had a couple, but... Yeah, we. I mean, we don't mind the feedback. Yeah. I mean, we we need to know what we're doing right and and what we're doing wrong. Um, just a quick kind of off the cuff thing. I've, I've obviously been going back through and listening to the to the podcast and and seeing how I'm, I'm doing with it and seeing how you're doing with it and stuff. And one of my big things after listening to one or two podcasts is, you know, is like my favorite phrase to join thoughts together and <laughs> I really it's been running through my head the whole time we've been doing this and I'm like don't say you know every time you stop um so uh, you know I mean I, I notice my own faults and, and things when we do that and we, we I mean we've been adjusting audio and trying to find the right thing for that and hopefully we've got some new equipment coming yeah. that'll help with that situation so I mean we're improving and so like I said you know sometimes comments do sting or whatever that, that's fine I mean, take the good with the bad, but I'd at least like to know. Yeah, we yeah. can't fix something if we don't know it's Right, in. and if there are, you know, topics and things like that, I mean. Definitely uh, topics, because, yeah. I mean. I mean, we look and we yeah. have an idea of what we want to do, but, I mean. If, if there's some specific things, we would like people right. to say, hey, like, this is what we would love to listen to, because that's what grabs your attention. So. Right, and then, you know, obviously you can tell if everybody's like, hey, you know, we want to hear about, I don't know, like health and wellness or whatever. If we'd had, you know, 400 people messages saying, hey, you know, we'd like to know more about health and wellness or how how can I approve on my APFT and things like that. You know, we're in a situation where we can reach out to most of the, the subject matter experts in these these areas mm-hmm. or and or track them down and get them on the show and, and give you that information. You know, I mean, being in the tag building, we can reach out and touch a fair amount of the state and if, if we can't get them here we know somebody can make a phone call and get to the unit level and hopefully you know get somebody here to to pass along that information so yeah by all means all means leave us comments yeah input input something feedback it's fine um you're not gonna hurt anybody's feelings here <laughs> we have tough skin yeah <laughs> i mean working with this guy you have to have tough skin <laughs> i am a gentle teddy bear <laughs> Don't let the face fool you for those watching. Um, So, but yeah, an ultimate goal is we hope that, you know, this is one entertaining, um, maybe most importantly, informative for everybody out there. And um, it's educational. Yeah, and educational. And hopefully it's something that y'all like enough that keep supporting it and we can keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And. You know, we got we got we still got more guests planned out, and, and if you're somebody that's listening and you have something that you'd like to, you know, share with the guard, get in contact with us. You know, we'll get you on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing wrong with that too. You know, we get Facebook messages every day, and I mean, anything you could possibly imagine. So if you just shot us a message on Facebook, we would get it. If you shot us a message on Instagram, we would get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. There's if you're full time, grab go online or go grab our email and shoot us an email yeah. about it or. Uh, you know, 
whatever just get in touch with public affairs in general and come visit the museum and while, <laughs> while you're there stop up at the studio you're right come check out the studio um so yeah i mean it, that's 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 what we're here for and i mean if it's just something as simple as you'd like to get on and talk about your unit and you know the pride in your unit the heritage of your unit or you know what your unit's doing now and how they're you know handling dealing whatever you know come come talk to us about it It'd be awesome that's what we want to hear we want to put your story out there and that's that's army and air side and, and i mean even obviously the civilians that support us you know as part of the the military department mm-hmm. that's fine I, I mean we had Derek becker from emd who was one of our first one to come talk about yeah. hurricane season so yeah i mean if if there's people and we've had museum people and those aren't you know directly guard related folks but we're all you know the, the same family yeah. so um i know we got some other groups out there and you know at some point in time we definitely want to reach out to them but if they hear this and they want to reach out to us by all means reach out yeah let's, let's get it going we'll figure out a day we'll get you in here do it <laughs> we'll up make it happen we'll make it happen <laughs> all right well i'm specialist chelsea baker and i'm specialist david erskine and we'll catch you in the next episode